Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yeah. Kicking the can down the road. $34 trillion. Ding, 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 ding. The money just racking up. Money we don't have. But... Nobody nobody really cares. It's like it's all going to be okay if you just close your eyes. This is so typical. It is it is like uh, somebody who's in their 20s or 30s who got a credit card. They got a $50,000 limit on the credit card. And they are not really sure. You know, they're paying the minimum. They keep jacking it up. There's more money every month. The, the, the balance is going up even though they're paying the minimum. They're not, they just don't get it that they're creating a, a hole they're never going to get out of. I mean, it's just not, they're not going to get out of it. They're not, your, your income is not going to rise fast enough for you to get out, short of winning the lottery or, you know, getting some I mean, like lightning strike and you get some amazing job that triples your salary. You're not going to get out of that debt. And I don't understand why people who are smart, who are in the Congress, aren't worried about that and why the American public and the American media doesn't take that seriously. I mean, ABC is, I mean, it's like shutting down the government is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Even if you were to carve out some key elements, like we're going to keep the Marines stationed at the embassies and we're going to keep paying for veterans administration. And we're still going to pay for social security, but everything else is on the, Everything else is on the chopping block, potentially. No, 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 no. That's, that's worse in the minds of the average person than the idea that we collapse into poverty and that the government is just completely insolvent. That, are you serious? Who, who, where are the adults in the room? People who balanced a checkbook for, you know, 12 months out of their entire lives. Because to me, this is just so obvious. And, you know, Democrats keep saying... Um, oh, it was all on Trump. It was all, you know, Trump added. And then they don't mention that they're the ones that shut down the economy and basically almost wrecked the lives of. I, I mean, I, I'll just take myself for an example. The radio station. Can you imagine how many people pulled a, pulled back on their advertising during covid? It was a crisis. So, you, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't shut down the economy because of the deadly covid uh, virus, which was really primarily killing people with compromised immune systems and the elderly, but the working class person would have just had the flu. But no, 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 we got to shut down the entire economy to win politically uh, and then act like it's horrible that somebody spent the money that you demanded that they spent 
on, um, you know, to keep the economy afloat. This is crazy. And, I, you know, I don't have the greatest memory in the world, but I do remember that. So don't try to pull that over on me. Oh, man. All right. It's 7.08 on this Thursday morning. It's the 29th day of February, 2024. February didn't end on the 28th this year. It's leap year. So this is the leap day if you're keeping up with that kind of thing. And then I just want to say real quick, we've got, I think, Producer Dan, have we gotten the final confirmation here? You're still waiting on that. You're still waiting on it. All right. So I don't want to be embarrassed, but I I, I do feel like you got to be with us at 835 because I think we've got huge, huge guests. That's kind of a hint right there. And if I say huge, huge guest, <laughs> I think we got a huge guest at 835 uh, today. And then we got another huge guest tomorrow that I think is confirmed. So I don't want to spoil it and I don't want to look like an idiot. So I'm just going to keep it right there. But wherever you are, pull over at 835 in your car or, you know, tell your wife, excuse me, I got to go to the garage and cut on the radio because I think it's going to be interesting. I think at 835. All right. That's all I'm going to say right now until Dan, the producer, gets the official word about this. So there are a lot of elections that we got to pay attention to. We got the presidential election clearly. We got Nikki Haley having her event in Richmond today. We got President Trump having his rally uh, on Saturday at the convention center here in Richmond because it's, you know, Tuesday is Super Tuesday and Virginia is a part of the Super Tuesday balloting. And then we've got a U.S. Senate seat. Tim Kaine is up for re-election, and Republicans, there are eight Republicans who were trying to get the nomination to challenge Tim Kaine. And then we have um, the congressional seats. And, of course, Abigail Spanberger is stepping away so that she can run for governor and try to get the nomination of the Democrat Party to run for governor next year in 2025. So who is going to be the new congressperson from the 7th Congressional District? I don't know, but we're going to talk to the candidates who are out there. John Myers is one of the guys who's seeking the Republican nomination, and John is with us this morning. John, thanks for coming on. Tell me tell me about the campaign. How's it going? Good morning. Thanks for having me. I don't suppose I'm the huge, huge guest. Well, you're an important guest. I will not diminish that. I am very honored that you're on the show, but... I think the 835 might just eclipse you a little bit. No offense, but <laughs> he might trump me. Yeah, you yeah, the good, good, good choice of words. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. You know, yeah. it is just like you said about the Senate race. It's a crowded field for the uh, for the seventh. But we have some good choices. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd argue I'm biased. I, I believe I'm the best choice. But uh, you know, the campaign's going along well. And just some background: I was a Marine Corps officer for 28 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when that's I retired, a, that's a I was, long career, big career. Uh, yeah, after 28 years, I decided it wasn't for me. Okay. And, and I decided to pull the plug. But, uh, you know, I retired in 2020. I've got deep roots in this district. I'm 14th generation Virginian. All my children were born here in the district. And, uh, you know, wow, a you don't hear that very often. And, you know, yeah. most people are kind of, you know, no offense, they're kind of come here people. And I, I welcome them. But 14th generation Virginian, I don't hear that from many candidates now. Yeah, yeah. Deep, deep roots in Virginia. Hmm. Um, you know, back to back to the beginning. Basically. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm impressed and, by that. I like that. But thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So I was I was prompted to run for the seat because of a, a, a couple of things. I was the Marine who had uh, forces off the coast of Africa when the Benghazi thing happened. Hmm. And, uh, 
We were ordered to send Marines into Libya after the attack to secure the embassy and a branch plan to secure the consulate, and, and we were ordered to stand down by the, the Clinton State Department. So wow. that really got under my skin. And then um, most recently, I was one of the veterans who evacuated Afghanistan, and myself and a, a couple of other former Marines evacuated you know, several hundred Americans and, and allies. And during that whole process, our, our biggest obstacle, honestly, was our own government, you know, career politicians and so Bureaucrat. you were doing that outside of, of the government role. You just realized people were getting slaughtered and you were trying to help on your own? Exactly. Wow. Exactly. We were doing it on our own. I was retired. So, it, I mean, you, you know the whole story on TV with the planes up north and, and all of that. You know, that, mm-hmm. was, that was us. We were a part of that. There's different veteran groups. But my experience during that was that it was our own government. It was career politicians and bureaucrats who were b- trying to block us just for political reasons and to save face and to create the illusion that there was nothing bad happening there. So that was sort of the second um, lever that said, you know what, we, we need better people. We can do so much better than this, and we need better people in, in Washington, not career politicians, not these people in office for 50 or 60 years, that their, their first thing that comes to their mind is their self-preservation and not the country. Right. And, and so that's sort of what led me into also throwing my head in, in the ring for this. And, you know, but overarching really i just want to i just feel this need to act to get into the fight you know to to save our country and restore our border security and try to get us back to fiscal sanity and and refocus our national security on real threats like china mm-hmm. not white nationalism and other made up threats and, and and to rescue our military from mismanagement from within and and you know it just feels like everything is going downhill and we need more more good people, more veterans, and, and and people with common sense to to try to get these people out of office. And you know, one one big issue for me is term limits. More than ninety percent of Americans support term limits. I've signed the term limits pledge. And, and what I is that pledge? How many how many terms does that um, limit you to, or how many years? So the term limits pledge um, is at two terms for a senator, which is twelve, 12 years. years three, right three terms for a House member, which is six years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way the system was created by the Founding Fathers, the House was supposed to be the people's representatives, regular people going up to do their duty and then go back to their regular lives. This system now where people go up there for 30, 40, 50 years, that's not at all how it was intended. Mm-hmm. The Senate was envisioned to be the Council of Elders, more, uh, you know, knowledge and wisdom and experience. So that's why their term... Um, is longer, 12 years, or, you know, two right. terms, 12 years. Right. But just the way that it's become now, um, with these people just, just occupying these seats forever and the corruption, and, and they, they lose focus on their constituency, they lose focus on what it's like to be a regular person. I know what it's like to be a regular person. I was born poor, very poor, um, and apparently I'm growing old poor, too. So it's... <laughs> it, <laughs> It's not about money for me, but for a lot of these people, it's about money and it's about fame and it's about Twitter fame and it's about power. And we need to we need to put an end to that. Well, I hate to ask you the money question, but I do ask all the candidates this. I mean, the Senate candidates, the House candidates, the Democrats seem to have tapped into big money with some of their big donors, like guy in Charlottesville and and the Soros team and. And, and I've got to give them credit. There are a lot of grassroots Democrats who are willing to give money, whereas conservatives sit on their hands and won't give money. Can you raise the money to compete against the Democrat in this race, especially with all the other noise that's going to be going on? You're, you're, you're going to be up against uh, 
um, you know, some some other people are going to try to drown out these lower uh, ballot campaigns. Yeah. So that's a subject I love to talk about. Just just generally, Republicans are less inclined to give money. Just the way we're wired, you know, very rational and conservative in our thought and yeah. actions. So it's harder to convince the, your average Republican to give you money than it is a Democrat. I find that Democrats donate money. They, they operate a lot on emotion. Um, so all you have to do is get them emotional and, and say how evil the other side is, and they're much more willing to open the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. So it's generally easier for a Democrat to raise money. It's interesting. Yeah. And um, in this race, the most likely nominee, I won't say who it is on the Democrat side, it, you can research that. I don't want okay. to give him any advertising. But he's you. already he's already raised several million dollars, and it's if you look at his donor list, it's it's a who's who of Hollywood, you know, and they're all max donors down the list, sixty six hundred dollars down the list, and that's how he accumulates so much money. So any Republican candidate in this race is ninety nine percent certainty you're going to have less money than yeah. the Democrat nominee. But yeah. the person with the most money, whether in a primary or the general, is not the best candidate. A lot of people like to say, well, he's the best candidate because he has the most money. Yeah, That's not true at all. You just got to be willing to put in the, the work to meet yeah. people and, and uh, talk to them and make, make sure that they know you care about them. I mean, it, I hope in America that's still... That's still what we're uh, we're looking for from candidates, not just people who are on TV, but people who are willing to go out and shake hands and pause and listen. And hey, listen, John, John Myers is one of the Republicans seeking the GOP nomination in Virginia's 7th district, the seat that Abigail Spanberger is stepping away from to run for governor as a Democrat. John, let's stay in touch. I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. okay, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And I just say MyersForVirginia.com is the website if you want to check John out. 718, we're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.